Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us here today as we get set to recap another Tennessee Titans win, this time beating the Saints 23-21. to Big win for the team as they improved to 8-2 on the year. Denard and I will break down how the defense was able to step up again. The offense struggling to get things rolling. But before we break this one down, I want to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by BetOnline. BetOnline is back and it is better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. College basketball getting underway. And a lot of fun things are shaping up. We're getting closer to bowl season for college football. And, of course, the NFL, we're in full swing there. If you want to get in on the action, you can do so by heading to Bet Online and checking out the new updated desktop or mobile website. And sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Without further ado, I'd like to bring in Denard Walker. Denard, how are you doing today, my friend? Debo, I'm doing awesome, man. How are you doing today? After that win, I am I'm much better. I'll put it that way. Yeah, it was ugly, but sometimes you got to take the ugly. Take it in this goal and just go. <laughs> very, very much so. Denard, the last time we talked about this game, there were a lot of moving pieces as far as people that were not able to play and for, for both teams, that is. I think they announced the stats on the game that the Titans have now used 80 players so far this year, which is more than any other team in, in the NFL. Uh, the big news that we, we didn't get into, obviously we're going to break down this win, but the Titans over the weekend did place wide receiver Julio Jones on the injured reserve, dealing with a hamstring injury. It looks as though that kind of popped up last week late in practice. On the good news, though, Christian Fulton was activated. Fulton was able to play today, so you were able to get some help at the cornerback position, but the Saints as well, they did not have star running back Alvin Kamara. Denard, Titans are able to hang on, but when you really boil it down, what was the key for why this team was able to win today? On the perimeters, 
we talked about that coming into this game is they're going to have to find ways uh, to win and it won't be running the football. Unfortunately, we saw uh, some, some good runs. I thought Deontay Foreman, I think what they need to do is do not do what we call when you do the committee and among the three players, Deontay, Jeremy and Adrian, I think what you have to do is to let one guy get hot and just stay with them. Because when you continue to rotate those guys, they can't really find a rhythm. But I, I love the way Adrian ran today. I like what I saw. He's going to continue to get better, but it was the perimeters. And let me just say this, Debo, is my man out of the University of Texas, the former Indianapolis coach, Marcus Johnson, Debo, he showed out five receptions for 100 yards again. Somebody other than AJ, somebody other than Derek making plays today, Marcus Johnson, Debo, what a great game today. What a gutty performance out of number 88. I mean, he's the reason you're able to get that first drive where you're able to put up some points. He had that long of 50 yards. You you look at it and you look at the offensive numbers for the Titans, and it's, it's really rough when you boil it down. You mentioned the running backs and what you're able to do on the ground. Our leading rusher was Deontay Foreman, and he only had 30 yards. So, again, you're kind of struggling there. Peterson, 21 yards, and then A.J. Brown had the longest run of the day for the team, and that was for seven. So you really haven't been able to break anything off. And this Saints defense, they do have a good defense, but moving forward, if you want to do something in the playoffs, that's going to have to drastically improve. It's just how it is. On the receiving side, you talk about using your star weapons, and we're thinking, well, if Derek's down – all right, that means that's on AJ and Julio. All right, well, now Julio's down for the next several weeks. So what's AJ going to do? AJ only had one catch for 16 yards, and that was doing a little bit of trickery where you had Adrian Peterson and the Wildcat and pitched the ball back to Ryan. So we were not really able to dial anything up to get your star player going. But fortunately, as you mentioned, Marcus Johnson was able to help out in the receiving game. The other big player, Deontay Foreman did have two catches for 48 yards at long of 39 on that little screenplay. That was a beautiful setup for the team. But other than that, yeah, it's you've had to rely on this defense. And right now, I, I really I'm hoping that they're able to get something going next week. The defensive opponent or the opponent, their defense is not near as good as the Saints next week when we go and we're hosting the Houston Texans. Texans are coming off a bye, so we'll see how they look with a little bit of rest. Titans, fortunately, able to hold on. I I will say, Denard, special teams was the reason for this game playing out the way it did. You look how the team decided to start the second half, and our boy, on the opening kickoff, Cole was able to force the fumble, and Torrey Carter was able to get the recovery, and then the Titans were able just to go down five plays for 19 yards and get a touchdown. That really put the game in a position where it was favoring the Titans up 20-6 to six at that point. The other big plays wasn't so much what Titans did, it was what the Saints didn't do, and it was convert extra points. They missed two PATs, and as you look at the final score, the Titans won by two. So as, as you look at the special teams, D, I'll, I'll allow you the floor to just talk about how important it is and how, how much it actually factored into the Titans winning this game. Everything. Because... <laughs> Two trips in the red zone in the first half, and they were only generate six points. And 
First of all, I wanted to say last week, I didn't like uh, Randy's nickname of Fat Randy. I wanted to name him, uh, give him my own uh, personal, uh, his own personal nickname coming from me. And that would be Mr. Consistency. We saw the 36 yarder in the second. We saw the 28 yarder in the first. And again, the big one, the 36 yarder in the fourth quarter. That's nine points by your place kicker. And then you look about, you're talking about Mr. Relevant, Brett Kern. Davey, you know why we talked about we don't have to talk? Excuse me. We always say we don't need to talk about Brett Kern because we know what we're going to get out of him, get out of him each week. The three-time Pro Bowler, a two-time All-Pro. What a beautiful five punts today. What a beautiful job, um, averaging 41 yards, uh, 41 yards a punt, and he had one inside the 20, and his longest was a 46-yarder. That's consistency, and he. He embodies everything that really the Titans represent. He is a gutty, I mean, a gritty performer. And I just love to watch him play. I've, I've never been a big fan of kickers. and <laughs> But to watch these two, it's amazing. So today, Davey, uh, special teams played a huge part. And as you alluded to, you're talking about the opening kickoff in the third quarter. And New Orleans comes out and they fumble which the Titans end up capitalizing on that and end up going up 20 to six. So those little things, those little things add up to something big. And we saw New Orleans self-inflicted. I mean, Debo, think about this. Their kicker, like you said, he missed two PATs. And And you think about in the fourth quarter, instead of New Orleans having to go for two to tie it up, they could have been going for the win to put them up 24-23. But again, that's what happens. If you don't capitalize and make those plays, and if you are the opposing team and you capitalize off those mistakes, guess what? It ends up culminating into a win, and that's what happened today. So beautiful job by Tennessee. Just, again, that just was that was the theme of the day. It was just uh, uh, capitalizing off of uh, New Orleans' mistakes. Yeah, that's why you were able to come out you really, if you look at the stats, you're like, this is a game the Titans were just able to sneak away with it when really, I mean, like there's some things if I want to look at, let's say the third down efficiency, Titans are only three of 12 on third down. That's not going to win you many games. You then look and one of the things we harp on a lot, Denard, is the fact that you have to convert once you get in the red zone. The Titans are only two of five once they made it to the red zone today. We won't be able to do that long term and be able to consistently win in this league whenever you look at the competition just because when you remove the weapons that were lacking at the moment you have to be as efficient as possible there and so it almost came back to haunt you a couple of times having to settle for those field goals now on what was fortunate for the titans was they weren't having to go up against a high-powered offense now trevor simeon was still able to get a couple of drives going and they were able to put some things together which i'll ask you about here in just a second but on the other side the saints when they got in the red zone they converted three or four for touchdowns and then they were 5 of 12 on third down, so it wasn't exactly great. Titans did get a benefit of a very bad roughing the passer call where Ryan threw a terrible pass. It got picked off in the end zone right before the half. And, I mean, that that made a difference whenever you're able to eventually get another opportunity and punch that one in. If you take that interception, the Titans only would have been 1 of 5 in the red zone and likely have lost this game. But, D, I guess my big question and I know the defense played really well in the first half. You look at the second half, 
the Saints were able to get a bunch of drives going. They were able to create some long drives. They had one that went 11 yards, 87, or sorry, 11 plays, 87 yards for a touchdown. Then they went eight plays, 67 yards for a field goal, and then seven plays, 71 yards for a touchdown. They're late, but weren't able to convert on the two-point conversion. Was the second half of the Titans' defense just a matter of we were getting tired and just not able to to figure things out? What What do you think led to the Saints' offense really starting to get they just made plays. They they got in a rhythm. They got in a really good rhythm, and that's what it takes in this game. We saw the first half. We saw the Titans. They're the ones who had the momentum going into halftime. Then all of a sudden, they you go into the third quarter. New Orleans again. It was a lot of self inflicted wounds, and and that's that's really what happens when you have your star back out. I thought uh, Mark Ingram played great. What we usually see in Alvin Kamara on weekends or Thursdays or Monday nights is what we saw Mark Ingram. The old man had a really good game. Now he didn't have some great numbers, but you're talking about the way that he ran the ball and filling in for really their best player. New Orleans is, is very identical of the Titans uh, other than they don't have their starting quarterback, but, and they don't have their star running back. You got to understand Debo that Avid Kamara, he makes up 80% of this offense. He's their leading rusher and their leading receiver. So they're and they were out. If you think about it, they didn't have their best receiver in Michael Thomas. You're talking about three playmakers out. And and what they was able to do is Trevor Simeon, he, he relaxed, he got comfortable, and we started seeing him making those throws. You, you're talking about a difference in the game, Debo. And I'm not gonna talk, I wanna, I know we look at the third quarter, but do you remember the play? Um, it was in the second quarter. And I thought this was a key point of the game. It was a third and seven, and it was about 5.15 left in the half. And this was really where there was the turn of events of this game. Do you remember when Kevin White, Trevor Simeon, laid a beautiful pass to him? He had Chris Jackson beat, and that went off his fingertips. You're talking about when they call this like a game of inches. That's really what hurt New Orleans is that first half and not being able to convert on those PATs. The second half, what they did was settle down. They started finding the crossing routes. We didn't see David Long Jr. today, and I, I really think that's what hurt the defense, but Monty Rice stepped in in his absence. But what happened is they started to find that soft zone. And Chris Jackson, listen, we've been eliminating the big plays all season, but you started to see those receivers, Deontay Harris, uh, Marquez Callaway, they started making some plays, some explosive plays, and that's really what kept New Orleans in the game. So again, it, and then we saw some penalties by Tennessee. We're talking about Kevin Barr. Kevin had a tough game today. He had some holding calls. But again, I think that was a phantom. What one happened was a makeup call, in my opinion. Yeah, but. exactly. And that's and again, New Orleans basically they self-inflicted and they self-inflicted in the first half, and it ended up costing costing them in the second half. So basically, what they were doing is playing makeup make up for all of the mistakes that they made in the first part of the game. And you can't do that in this league. And that was the difference between them losing or winning. And that's what happened today. They end up losing because of uh, the inability to make those plays in the first half. Denard, one of the things that I've, I've witnessed flipping the script and talking about the Titans offense, because you're talking about just taking advantage of these opportunities. Today was a very big indicator of when the Titans – are not able to get past the first down on their their first three plays. 
they really do struggle, where the Titans ended up with four three and outs on the day. Outside of that, if you get rid of the three and outs, the rest of the play, the rest of the drives either went for field goals or touchdowns. So, except for the final possession before the Saints scored their final touchdown, we had five plays for six yards there. But that was the only drive where we did not score or have a three and out. And so I do think if the Titans are able just to get something rolling a little bit early, they're able to to hit that rhythm. And I mean, you talk about getting into a rhythm and how important that can be. What do you think is a key for the Titans to be able to keep those drives alive and just not having to come off the field right off the bat? Well, this team right now, they're looking for, how do you say this, their best player on offense. So now they're trying to, the running game is not working. You don't have the same production now that you had before. So right now, they're whole mindset is we have to find a way to win elsewhere. So everything about this team right now, especially offensively, they're looking at the perimeter. We saw that today. They, they're they going to have to go back, and, and this is going to be the theme here on out, it's called strength in numbers. They're going to have to find strength in other guys other than Derek. And Adrian, Jeremy, and Deontay, they're going to have to fill a huge void. That's the problem right now. There's no running game. And so what teams are doing right now, they know that. They know that, listen, this is a team that's one-dimensional. That's their perimeters. That's how we able. That's how they were able to win today. So, again, they're going to have to find a plethora of other players. Uh, we're talking about Michael Pruitt with a big touchdown today. We talk about Jeff Swain. Uh, they implemented him again. In the offense, he had some really great catches today. We talk about Nick Westbrook, Akine on the big third down conversion. We talk about AJ on the reverse on the third and one, uh, getting that big third down conversion. We talk about Marcus Johnson. Davey, right now, the way that this team is going to have to win and to be able to sustain drives in this league is to go back, and that is to make it all about the receiving cores and trying to make plays there because right now, there's no running game, and right it, that's just the way it is. So it's going to be an offense that's going to have to find – they're going to have to do it just the old school style. Yeah. It's, and that's just try to do it with, yeah on the edges. And on top of that, I, I will say, I mean, Josh Reynolds wasn't really helping out, and we talked about his release last week. But then the news about Julio going out really did hurt you whenever it came to your receiving weapons because the guy they activated today – was or for the game today was Des Fitzpatrick, which I don't think he registered a snap on offense. I, I could be wrong there, but I don't recall seeing him out there. But you look at just the weapons, like we really aren't having a whole lot to work with for Ryan right now, but they're still just finding a way. And right now it's just going to have to be rely on that defense. Hopefully you get David Long back. Bud Dupree had to go out early in the first with an abdominal injury. Hopefully that is nothing serious. I haven't seen an update there. But fortunately right now for the Titans, you got two more weeks and then you get your bye. And hopefully by the time that the bye rolls around, you're able to activate Julio off of IR and you get a bunch of other pieces back. I'll say it like this. As we kind of look to forward to what we have left, the Titans right now, with everyone that was active today, they should be able to beat the Texans. Now obviously Texans coming off of bye, they are... I mean, like they're they're not good. Like I mean, they're they're one and eight for a reason. But they're going to be trying to play spoiler. They know that they can definitely come in here and make something to where it hurts one of their division rivals. 
So the Titans can't allow a slip up there. The following weekend, Titans were going on the road. We're going up to Foxborough, playing New England. That place has been at least somewhat favorable to the Titans as of late. They've done pretty well against the Patriots, but Patriots team really starting to put it on. They absolutely destroyed the Browns today. If you could somehow win both those games, get to 10-2, and I mean, you're in a great spot headed into the bye week. So it's it's shaping up to where the Titans have continued to maintain their lead against the rest of the AFC, and they're at the point they can afford to drop a game. They, they really can. I mean, obviously, you don't want that to happen, but something that happened on Thursday night, Denard, I didn't see it coming, but I was watching the Dolphins just absolutely beat up on the Ravens. Ravens dropped a Who? game. The Dolphins? The Dolphins. What? I know, right? So that dropped Baltimore down to 6-3, and three, and right now with the Titans at 8-2, and two, no one else is going to be able to catch them except for – like. Titans can afford to drop. That's the easiest way to put it. Now, we know we don't want that, but you at least have a little bit of a cushion to work with. They flash the graphic up. Right now, the Titans have the easiest schedule remaining in the NFL. Now, we continue to see these teams shock other teams, but with the Titans in their next man up mentality, the way they've been playing for their coaches, sta- their coaching staff, the way they've been playing for each other, you just have to have that continue, and hopefully we don't sustain any more injuries. D, moving forward, what is the one thing you want to see from this team? They need to get healthy. That's that's really what I'm looking for. That's why I, you know, with them being eight and two, uh, two games left until going into the bye, th- this team really needs to heal up. When you've used 80 different players in your lineup this season, that's very alarming. And most teams, they just cannot get over that hump. I mean, it's demoralizing to a coach, an organization, a staff, you just don't you just see teams winning when they when they've had that many uh, guys. But again, this team is a resilient bunch. They continue to try to find a way to win. They just need to find some way to heal up. And I would like to see more out of this running game. I think when you do the running back co- by committee, you don't allow one guy to really get in a rhythm. You know, running backs they need the ball. You need to feed them. The more they get the ball, the better they play. So I, I really feel like they need to find that go-to guy. I don't know if it's Jeremy. I don't know if it's Adrian. I don't know if it's Deontay. But they need to find one runner and just say, listen, we're going to feed you. And then we're going to let the other two kind of, you know, just kind of back you up a little bit. But they need to find something. Because if you can't run the ball in this league, it, it's hard to win. You show me some teams. You look at last year, Tampa Bay you know, what they were able to do with Leonard Fournette and you know, my boy R. Jones out there, they, they were balling. But you saw how that ended up helping that offense, you know, and they got hot because of the running game. And that's what it's going to that's what it's going to take. So look at Tampa Bay last year, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, what they were able to do in getting that going into the playoffs. You, you're going to need that because you won't win. Uh, come December and January if you can't run the football in this league. Very much so. And that's one of the things to where you've relied on Derrick Henry whenever it's gotten late in the season to help close out these games. And we talk about as the game goes on and as the season goes on, he just seems to get better. Well, now the Titans are going to have to find a way to get better without him. Uh, we, We don't have an update as far as how long he's still expected to be out. Again, it's one of those things I'm telling you, like i I wouldn't count on him coming back. I mean, that's kind of how you have to prepare. And if you do find a way to get the number one seed and then you can find a way to win one game in the playoffs, there's a chance at that point he's coming back because you're almost 
end of February there. And at that point, you can if you can make it that long, who knows what'll happen. But at the moment, it's just us getting really far ahead of ourselves. And so I, I do think that you don't want to drop one, but the having that extra game in between you, the next best team in the AFC, is critical right now. The Ravens, another thing to mention, the Titans, you only have one loss to an AFC team. That'll help as far as tiebreaker procedures. With the Ravens, they currently have all three of their losses to AFC teams. And just got to keep taking care. Uh, I know they said, like, well, if you were to drop a game, today wouldn't be too bad just because it is an NFC team. I think the only other NFC team we have left on the schedule for the season, San Francisco 49ers, they're coming in. Thursday night game, December the 23rd, right before Christmas. So battling against these AFC teams, it's kind of the only other one you have that probably wouldn't be much of an impact from a tie-breaking scenario. But Denard, on the way out, Titans, gritty win, continue to pull them out. That's now six in a row, eight and two on the season, as we said. We started two and two, I don't think, after week four, as I'm sitting here talking to you about the Jets' loss. You remember I was in my fields. I don't think I would have said, yeah, the Titans are definitely winning six straight. And then you were to tell me they're going to lose Derrick Henry partway through that six and still continue to win. I would just say Mike Vrabel must be coaching like the coach of the year candidate. And right now I would definitely have him be that person. So that's what I have on the way out. Just got to continue to find a way to pull them out. You got the Texans, man. Just take advantage. I think Titans are going to open up as a 10-point favorite on that one. One at a time. But with that said, sir, I'll leave the last word for you. Strength in numbers, D. It's all about strength in numbers. I mean, <laughs> when you talk about the number 80 in different players in a lineup, <laughs> wow, that's alarming. But again, they find strength in numbers. So that's the theme that's uh, up to the midpoint uh, of the season. That's really been the theme of the season so far. And so that's what they're going to have to do because it's only going to get harder. Well said, and the Titans definitely going to have to find ways to continue to get guys that people haven't really heard of to step up and make plays because it's a long ways away, but still battling that injury bug. But we will keep you posted as we get more updates. Hopefully Bud Dupree is able to come back out. But like we said, Titans, 23-21. Denard, I don't know if you remember, but I said the Titans would win this one 24-21. I also said don't touch the spread because I don't feel good about it. And if you were to take Titans minus three, whew, that would have been a been a rough one, but hey. The win at the end of the day, improving to 8-2, and two, your number one team in the AFC. But Denard and I will be back later this week to preview the Tennessee Titans versus the Houston Texans. Round one of that one. And gosh, we're, we're already through week 10, and they're just now facing each other. It feels kind of weird, but that's usually, I don't know, that's how they do it with the schedules. Fortunately, we've already got Indy out of the way, as you know, that they've been getting better as of late. But Titans still a three-game lead over Indy plus the tiebreaker. We'll definitely take it. But I'm just rambling at this point, talking about the seeding implications. Continue to break that down next week. But Denard, thank you, sir. That is going to wrap it up for us today. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, 
If you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.